Welcome everyone to the inaugural episode. This is Roughing the Podcast. Your host, Eric Doodle Dandy, or Eric Miller, however you want to reach me. And my co-host. Uh my name is Wesley. Um on the screen it says exiled, but I go by Wesley. There you go. So the way that this podcast works is we're basically gonna talk football for while it's football season. We'll probably end up talking about some sports, some other sports that we really get into along with it but for the most part it's going to be football especially with you know the nfl playoffs coming up there is a good chance that we have a lot to talk about for the next six weeks or so and we also have plenty of other things that we'll cover like college we might even cover the usfl things like that uh just let us know what you guys want to see this will be like a weekly episodic thing so you know you get one maybe two hours of us depending on the special and we're just going to roll right into it any uh opening thoughts that you want to yeah, i'm just gonna say yeah uh right now probably keeping it to once a week it depends on obviously what happens with it um you know right now we're both pretty busy so a once a week is probably about as much time as we can really spend to just kind of ramble on about our thoughts and what's happening in the you know, the sports world so yeah so let's go on into it uh today is thursday january 12th Monday night was the national championship game for the college football playoffs, and that didn't even feel like a game. That felt like TCU did something wrong, and Georgia was just out there punishing them for it. The final score was 65-7. to Yes, yeah, so it's a great Cinderella story. Like, Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. TCU definitely, definitely shocked the world, but it's like they really rode that high right into the crash like it uh and i i had a bad feeling it would happen like i was uh, watching it happen like that watching it unfold on national tv for everybody's eyes to see was was pretty painful yeah i agree i think that um this was this was just a bad matchup i mean georgia coming into the season was the well announced favorites to even repeat which is not even i wouldn't say unheard of but it's very unlikely in college football with the turnover rates every year, but they brought back a lot of people and they even lost some people as well. But what Kirby smart is doing down in Athens is absolutely remarkable. I mean, he beat Saban last year with Saban's stack team for the national championship. And then he got a cakewalk this time. I mean, it just felt like TCU just rolled over for him. Yeah, um, well, you got to remember at one point in the game, it was 10 to 7. So you were like, oh, this is that okay. is true. And I was like, TCU, I was like, okay, TCU is getting some steam. Okay, Max Duggan has just had to get a feel for it. TCU did blinks. score the first touchdown, right? It was 3 7 at one point. No, no, it was it was 7 0. Oh, okay. And then it, then it was 10 0, then it was 10 7. So okay. Like, okay. And okay. then you blink and it's halftime and it's like 40 to 7. Yeah, it's like 35 like, 7. Oh it's like, what happened? It was, it so. was so bad. Um, yeah, then definitely give credit to Kirby Smart for for really uh, putting it on like twice in a row. Uh, Stetson Bennett, you know, definitely. I know everybody's got the jokes about how old he is, and man, it's older than pretty, us, and he's still playing college football. Like, <laughs> yeah, to, to preface it, me and Eric are both twenty three years old. So yeah, like like this. Stetson Bennett is he's been in college for like six years. And then it's six, yeah. It's because the whole COVID, uh, you know. He did, yeah. He did get some extra eligibility. So yeah, I think he, I think he got two extra years of eligibility, which is so did um Hendon Hooker in Tennessee, right? 
Yeah, Hendon Hooker's a little on, on the older side as well, but I think yeah. he's 24. Okay. Um, but yeah, Stetson Bennett and Kirby Smart, they did a really great job with the the program. Um, and then at the end of the game, to hear Kirby Smart saying, these guys better not get complacent, you know, they better not act like, they, like they're like they owed another one or something like that. Just to, like hear him already back in the coach speak, like getting the guys fired up for next year, you know, basically yeah. like they better not become like little spoiled brats. Which is, I mean, as a head coach, that's exactly what you should do because there's a lot of those starters that are returning. You know, those are sophomore, freshman, sophomore players that took the turnover from last year. And hearing him say that is, well, it's like, all right, dude, like you can chill out. You just won the national championship. But I mean, it's it's smart for him to for him to sit there and say that as well. Yeah, and then also another point I want to bring up. Um, who was... Who was the guy that interviewed that was talking to Saban, basically right to Saban's face, told him that Georgia was the next <laughs> dynasty, and Saban's oh, face? Yes. Dude, that was Saban his, like that was lit his up. Joker. Saban this, is about to become the Joker. Yeah, this this is his villain spree. origin. <laughs> He's about to go on a murder spree. Not that he hadn't already done it like numerous times. I don't get me wrong. Saban is probably one of the greatest coaches of all time. Do we get with, like? Coach K and them for basketball, like for college coaches. He, I would say he's the Coach K of college football. I would yeah, absolutely I mean, say that. Yeah, I think Kirby so, Smart. If we had to put that comparison, I would say Kirby Smart is um the UNC coach. I can't even think of his name right now. God, what is this? My parents are gonna hate this. UNC basketball. Coach. No, you're gonna get Herbert. You're gonna get Herbert Davis. Mm. Uh, Roy Williams. He's the Roy, yeah, Roy. Williams because he can. He both of them are excellent coaches, but I mean, Coach K just had that extra ledge. And I mean, I if my yeah. if my parents are listening to this, I'm sorry. It's just I know you guys are UNC fans, but like Coach K had it every year, at least in the Elite Eight. Yeah, but but Saban's gonna go on. It's gonna be murder row next year. Do you think 2024 will be the repeat of last year so not not monday's game but a rematch from last year say georgia goes uh, to the championship for a third year in a row but they play alabama it's the maybe. final it's the final year of just the final four of the college football and do you think it's kirby versus saban that would that would definitely be a good one um it really sucks for harbaugh you know he's yeah, do you think that would be like the ideal I mean, matchup? Because you know Harbaugh's sitting there thinking, we could have put up more than seven points. Absolutely. You know? And then, I mean, honestly, they I wish they could just wipe everybody's memory and say the Christmas and say the New Year's Eve games were the chat were the national championship games. Yeah. And that just declare Georgia the, the winner still, but the Ohio State Georgia game was phenomenal. The fact that the ball hit the ground on the missed kick as the ball dropped yeah was insane I absolutely my, insane I, I was home uh at that time just visiting my parents and my mom literally was like do we have to watch football while the ball's dropping and i was like oh my god they're lining up to kick the game winner and i was like please don't make me change it and she she ended i ended up changing it and of course i changed back i had no idea what happened i'm like what just happened and i just see georgia rushing the field and i watched her replay and it wasn't even close well, the, the TCU-Michigan game was pretty close, too. The TCU-Michigan was good. Both um, of them were really, like, the Final Four games were amazing. 
And then it's just like, I feel like if Michigan played Georgia, that would have been the more ideal matchup. And it's just, it felt like that would have been a better game. But I mean, props to TCU for making it. It's one of those schools that like they had it coming. Cause I remember growing up, TCU was always a really, it was like TCU and Boise state were always those two teams that won like nine, 10 games a year, but were never considered for the final four. Yeah. Um, so, and, and uh, Michigan really in that, you know, semifinal, semifinal game, Michigan really like, they didn't really get beat by TCU. They beat themselves. I mean, J.J. McCarthy threw two pick sixes, and they still only lost by just a couple points. Yeah, it was um, it was a really, one score game. I mean, McCarthy literally at, in in the in the fourth quarter, I was like, "There's," I was like, "This game's like probably over." Um, and then he proceeds to go down the field and, and score twice in a row. Twice, yeah, two really uh, solid drives back to back. Yeah, and and just you just got to think if. I mean, even if he gets one of those pick sixes back, the game, even if they didn't, even if it didn't result in Michigan points, it doesn't result in TCU points. TCU yes. points. Say so, they I hold him to a field goal instead of a uh, instead of a yeah, pick six. There, that's I mean, that's a game changer. Obviously, this is you know I hypothetical. I mean, anything could have happened. If, Absolutely, but, you know, the way it happened. I just, I just, I feel, I really feel bad for Max Duggan and, and TCU because they did fight so hard. Um, they just ran out of and, gas and, by the time they got there, and they matched one of the best programs college football has had in a while. Like, Clemson had a few years to where it was really good, but that was mostly Trevor Lawrence right after Deshaun Watson type deal. This is like, Stetson Bennett's not the main piece there. Kirby Smart's the main piece. Yeah, And you go, and, and it's crazy because you go from literally one week saying, TCU deserves to be there. And everybody's saying, like, there. And, then, and then everybody's saying, oh, you know, whatever. You can say Alabama all you want, but TCU deserves to be there. They, they've got there on their own. Yeah. And then just watch them get their teeth kicked in. And then you're just like, okay, Alabama. We watched Alabama, like, walk the dog onto Kentucky in the Rose Bowl. What, what bowl was it? I don't remember what um, bowl they played in. Yeah. Um, but Alabama, Alabama, Michigan, or I think uh, Ohio State would have put up a much better fight what i really and, wish i wish they would have done this and i know they played each other during the regular season and the seedings wouldn't have been right i really wish michigan versus ohio state was one of the new year's eve games and then georgia versus tcu was the other one now granted yeah. we probably would have got the same beat down we got on monday and we need to get out all along here soon but we probably would have got the same result just a week earlier but at least the opponent for the national championship would have been better. Plus, the New Year's Eve game would have been better, because that's that's a in division rival, as well or in conference. So yeah, and I don't I don't uh, just one last thought for me real quick. I don't mind the them being New Year's Eve games, but they need to move them forward because then you because I had I've heard plenty I've listened to listened to a ton of podcasts I've heard plenty of podcasts of football guys and just sports guys that are like is that a party. We were all watching the game, and then, like, the group of girls that were there came in and basically, like, overruled all the guys, made us change the channel, all this other stuff. So I was like, you know, if they just made it, literally made it, like, one's, one's on one day and one's on the other day. Like, one's That's how, that's how day, it used to be. Eve, that's how it used like, to be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I remember. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to have New Year's Eve be like, oh, it's football day. But then, like, when it's. When it's midnight and I'm trying to watch the last kick of the game, and then the ball's dropping at, at the same time. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, that's an East Coast problem for sure. But like at the same time, it's like I remember a time to where it was a New Year's Eve game that came on at like eight o'clock. It was done before the ball dropped anyway. So you had like 30, 45 minutes till the other one till the ball dropped. And then the other one was right after the Rose Parade on New Year's Day. To be fair, though, that game did last a long time. It did. That game lasted. My mom was like, this is the longest football game I've ever watched. And I was like, I know it started at like 730 <laughs> and it's midnight. It really did. Yeah. I was like, this is terrible. All right. So transitioning from a one-sided game to potentially six games coming up that most likely will not be like that. Are there any surprises? Let's, let's you... hope not. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Are there anything know, surprising well. about wildcard weekend that you expected as far as the final standings from week 18 or anybody that like you think should be there or you think shouldn't be there type deal. Like one of my thing is the giants and the Jags kind of had a mid season like meltdown almost. And then they just kind of kicked it in the next gear and made a playoff push. And I'm actually very proud of both of those teams. I know I'm a giants fan. You guys can see the banner right there, but I'm proud of both of those teams. Yes, yeah, so I will agree. So the, the Jags, they they really started off. They started off bad. Yeah, they were like one and the, four, one start, and six. The opposite for the Giants. The Giants started off super well, and then it was like all of a sudden, the midseason, they really something happened, and they just completely just fell were, to pieces. Well, okay, from um, a fan's perspective, it was plagued with injury, and most of their opponents I mean, yeah. were their strength of schedule was more towards the uh, back half of their season. Yeah, so because um. Yeah, y'all, y'all did get some pretty brutal injuries there in the, right in the middle of the season. Uh, but y'all figured it out, and that I'm glad that the Giants have found a good coach in Dable that, that can, you know, take what he's given and, and make it work. Uh, I, he, doesn't to, yeah. he doesn't have to have a, a Philadelphia or a San Francisco-style defense to, to win games, or he doesn't have to have the powerhouses on the offense to win the game. He can He can scheme ways for Daniel Jones and Saquon to get it done. Uh, no yeah. matter who's catching the ball, I mean, absolutely. Literally, I mean, we I, got practice wide receivers. Probably, I mean, I'll probably have the worst receiving core in, in the playoffs. What I well, besides maybe the Ravens, but the Ravens still have Mark Andrews. Yeah, so absolutely. It kind of kind of outweighs that. Um, um, but an, another thing, oh, Ben, it's a great story for the Seahawks, but damn, I wish the Lions were. In the I, I wish the Lions would have made it, dude. I, wish... I really like how Dan Campbell is doing things up there in Detroit, and it's just, God, I really wish he would have made it. I, I think next year he has a chance of battling for the division because you got to think Chicago's not a year away; they are two, three years from even contending. I don't know. They have a lot of money. If they spend the money the right this way, this is not a good they, free agent they... class, though. Well, I know, but I'm saying if they spend the money the right way, they could, they, I mean, I wouldn't say three, four years. I'd say maybe give it this year and then maybe next year like, we'll see some strides. Yeah, um, I can see that. It's just. Yeah, but the teams, teams, free agency last year was great. So teams did a great job of getting their, getting their, their pieces and signing them to, you know, longer deals. Like, um, there's a lot of teams that, especially say like the Eagles took, Hassan Reddick from the Panthers, and he was great. Yeah, I'm a Panthers fan, so I'm pissed we didn't sign him for more than one year. And now he's out there balling for the for the Eagles, and they have him on a I think a multi year deal. I think it's um, a three year deal, yeah. Yeah, and but then going back to the Panthers, the Panthers had an abysmal offensive line last year, but then we went out and we got all these good pieces from other teams, and we we went ahead and we signed them to multiple year deals instead of yeah. just putting them on one year deals. So now you can kind of piece. I mean, Darnold didn't play terrible 
like at all. He he played pretty well. Even PJ Walker did pretty well for you guys. And yeah. um and that, that just shows a really good offensive line. Can exactly. Do. I was gonna say, I mean, you had a great run game and any one of your quarterbacks could step in and do something except maybe Baker, but that's, well, that's, I, I, <laughs> I wanted I wanted to say of all the teams, Baker helped the most this year. He helped the Seahawks the most by throwing that interception in overtime. That is it's, true. Baker Mayfield did one thing right. He sent the Seahawks to the playoffs. That is true. Seahawks need to go hug the Lions and hug Baker Mayfield. That's what they need to do. Yep. Oh yeah, I just he eliminated he eliminated three teams from playoff contention. He eliminated well, you fair, guys. He didn't. To be fair, he didn't eliminate the Rams. The Rams had no chance when he got there. That's fair. But at least but yeah, two he teams. He definitely eliminated those because he, he did not help us at all. Nah. Hell, he drove CMC out of town for you guys as well. And he eliminated the Lions, so. Yeah. Thanks, baby. Uh, another thing that's surprising with these playoffs is Minnesota. Like, don't get me wrong. They have an outstanding offense. Kirk Cousins knows how to get it to Justin Jefferson. And I'm a little worried for that matchup versus, I think, Adoree Jackson. I'm hoping he's coming back this week for us. But, like, that's it. I know they have Dalvin Cook and TJ Hawkinson, but their offense outside of Justin Jefferson really isn't that good. Yeah, Dalvin Cook is he's you can definitely tell he's reaching the like Madison running back, is running back age where they start to fall off. They're they're kind of to this point now. So Dalvin Cook was outstanding the past two, three years, right? Maybe four. Madison is young and upcoming. They're kind of reaching that limit because, like, as they age, especially these superstar ones, which I hope Barkley has a few more years and we can at least get to a Super Bowl before he does this. He, they're starting to decline. Not, not a lot, not too much, but you can definitely tell. And then obviously you have Madison up on the rise, trying to get more carries and whatnot. And it's, I don't know. I just I feel like outside of Justin Jefferson, if somebody can lock him down, which is almost the impossible task at this point. Unless you ask Jair Alexander. Yeah, unless you're Jair Alexander. <laughs> Man lives rent free in JJ's head. But yeah. And then their defense is like ranked 31st. So anybody can score on them. Yeah, the age of 28, I've heard, I've always heard is that is that age where running backs are coming out of their prime. That's usually when they start to lose like lose a lose a step. You know, you'll start to see it. Derrick Henry's reaching that age. Yeah, Cook, Kamara, all that 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 running back class from like 2018, they're all reaching that age. Yeah. Um, well, I'd say 2016, CM 17. Yeah, 20. Yeah, that 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 group. Um, CMC still seems to have it, but uh, I feel like a lot. He's got a lot of knee and and knee injury, a lot of knee problems. Um, like I heard that he had like. Uh, I don't know what the heck they said it was it's up like, with his knee. That's why he he missed. Uh, I think week seventeen. It's like a sprain um, or something, wasn't it? Or not a sprain? Well, it was like a, a hyperextension. That was really bad uh, or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, but you know, Henry's Henry's reaching that age. Cook, Camara, McCaffrey. That that class yeah, I mean, is definitely I mean, coming. You've already you've already seen Fournette. Yeah. Kind of, kind of, because I mean, you had playoff Lenny two years ago, and you're like, dude, he's balling. balling. And now it's just like, and then last year he was great. And then this year it's like, he doesn't look like he has any juice. Same with Zeke. Zeke looks, looks like he has no juice. You can see like the backups are definitely look like they're outperforming, definitely outperforming their, you know, the starter. You got like Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison. Even yeah. though Madison, it he doesn't play as much as Pollard does. 
when Madison's on the field, he has that extra step. Yeah, absolutely. And another um, th- another thing that does surprise me with these playoffs is shout out to Miami for all the quarterback injuries that they've dealt with between two is three, four concussions and even Teddy Bridgewater coming in and out of the lineup. Skylar Thompson is still there and he's still going to start like Miami has still made the playoffs. One of the most red hot teams we saw this season was, I mean, plagued at the worst position to get injured at. And I mean, it's not to his fault. It's the medical staffs, clearly. But the fact that they were still able to make the playoffs with all that going on, just shout out to them for that. That's that's huge. Yeah, um, I definitely feel bad for Tua that we could be we could quite literally be be seeing a career ending because of three three concussions in one year. I mean, it took Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley had three in in two years and retired. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, and especially for a quarterback, um, just getting the hits like that. And it was, it was so, cause I mean, it all, it just seemed like he was getting so unlucky with, with how he was being tackled. Cause I don't, I don't remember any other sacks I saw where it looked like, yeah. they, like their head was hitting the ground. Like his, every time he got sat and like, they were like, not, I would say purposefully, but it always like the it way just they were happened tackling to him, smack his, his head, head, his head was always just like slamming on the ground. And it yeah. was just very it was brutal. unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. It's very unfortunate in his circumstance to for that to happen multiple times. And I mean, the timeline is very I mean, I, I know you say, Oh, it's been like ten weeks. It's been ten weeks throughout the three of them, but that's a very short timeline for concussion. Yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, that's you look at it, that's a month and a half. That's a very short time to have three concussions. And not only that, two of them were four days apart. Because remember he had one on Sunday. Yeah. And then the second one, he came back out, finished the game, if I remember correctly, and then had the Thursday night scare against the Bengals that was, oh, geez, that was terrible to watch. So Yeah, that that was... Um, the NFL has definitely been on the wrong side of uh, primetime games with injury, bad yeah. injuries. We have the 201, and then you have the DeMar Hamlin one. Definitely... Which, we did get word earlier this week that he is released from the hospital in uh, Cincinnati and he has made it back to Buffalo. He's actually um, also been released from the hospital in, in Buffalo and is now going back to rehab with his family and with the Bills. That's amazing. So, so, and they said that it was not caused by anything like freak accident. His body. It wasn't anything with his body. It wasn't any kind of like, you know, genetic thing. Cause you know, sometimes that kind of stuff happens where like, Oh, you know, your great grandfather had problems with like heart problems or whatever. Yeah, they didn't find any of that. They just said it was like just quite literally a freak accident. Well, I'm very glad that he's okay. I mean, you can tell when something like that uh, catastrophe happens when my girlfriend in the other room doesn't watch sports unless you know I make her watch a football game or something with me, and she sends me the post, and she's like, "Is this guy okay?" Yeah, I had the same thing happen. Uh, I had mentioned to Lizzie about it, but she like wasn't really paying attention when I was telling her about it. Mm-hmm. And then she comes up to me like ten minutes later, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, what happened to this guy?" Like, um, like when about the player, I was when, like, "Well, yeah." I was like, "That's why I told you the game was over." Yeah, when non-football people or even non-sport people are coming up to people who watch sports, watch film, things like that, and asking you about it, you know it's serious. 
Yeah. So I'm very thankful in the football world that DeMar Hamlin is okay. So taking it from that, taking it, um, we're actually going to play a game here for our audio and visual listeners. We have now here's a take. Now, here's a take is three hot takes. So we've prepared three hot takes each. We're about to spill them for each other. And we're going to kind of get to them and see what the other's reaction will be. My first one. And, well, and this will be strictly strictly NFL playoff yeah. edition. Yeah, playoff edition. Anything else, this is just going to be playoff. NFL edition. playoffs edition. So this can be the wild card round all the way up to the Super Bowl. Yeah, anything that you think is going to happen throughout the playoffs, whether it's going to be this weekend or in a, less than a month, you know, right before the Super Bowl, anything. We're about a month away, actually. Sunday was a month. So I guess, yeah, a little bit less. But number one for me, this is actually going to be surprising. But the way that the Bills defense has been playing since Von Miller got hurt and with Skylar Thompson coming in, Miami. We'll take game three versus the Bills. I think that they have a lot to play for, and I think they are one Josh Allen mistake away. Now, obviously, this is a hot take. I don't think that the Bills are just going to roll over and die like this, but that would be a hot take. It's the second time I've heard that today. Miami will take game three. I really... I don't want it to happen because I want Bills Chiefs. As a secondary Bills fan... Because my father was a Bills fan before the Panthers became a team. So I just, out of instinct, Bills are my second team. And now that they're now that they're doing great, obviously I want them to go all the way. They deserve it. So if that happens, I will just be beside myself. That would be awful. That would be. But okay. they took game one. Tua was playing, but they took game one. This is true. All right. So my first is... The Chargers will make the AFC Championship game. Okay. And that's that's not as hot as a take, I think, is what you're saying, but I don't think anybody expect. I, I know a lot of people that are just really half and half with the Jags uh, because the Jags already beat them one time this year. Now, granted, they had a lot of injuries. Yeah. But the Jags, like I said, the Jags already beat them one time this year. They definitely got to think once they be, if, if they beat the Jags, they still have to play one of the juggernaut team, one of the three juggernaut teams that are still up there. Yep. So it's everyone knows it's definitely a hot take that they'll do the AFC championship. Because with your take, you're assuming that since he's going to wipe the floor with the Ravens, because I mean, um, Tyler Huntley's playing Lamar is Lamar's out. Well, because if it goes, if it goes, you know, the Bills win, Bengals win, Char- Chargers win, the Chargers have to play one of the three juggernauts. City. I mean, yeah. Kansas City. And if they beat Kansas City, that will put them in the championship game. Which have to play one of the two. Yeah, Which absolutely. Honestly, those those games would be awesome. Those four games: Herbert, Mahomes, and Allen, Burton. And then the actual, yeah. Awesome. And then and then and then it doesn't matter who wins those games. You have an awesome AFC Championship game. Absolutely, yeah. All three the the top three seeds in the AFC are absolute juggernauts. I mean, the three battle it out, and yeah, the Chiefs seem to lose to the other two, and I feel like they got gifted the one seed. But I mean, it it is what it is. It's just you can't really go back and fix that, and it was a freak accident, so we're not blaming the Bills, we're not blaming DeMar uh, Hamlin, we're not blaming the NFL, it's just that's kind of how the seeding's going to work for the playoffs, and I'm glad that they came to a solution that 
if the Bills were to, or the Chiefs were to host the AFC Championship game against one of those two teams, or I think just the Bills, right? Just the just the Bills. Just the they Bills. Would, then they would the, they would play it in um, Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta. The only way that they could have a neutral site, the Bengals, was the Chiefs had to lose. Yeah. So the Chiefs were the, were going to be basically the only team that would really get the shortening of the shortening of the stick if anything were to happen because of the way they did it. But since mm-hmm. the be since the Bengals, I mean, since the Bills and the Chiefs won, it really didn't matter. That game really didn't matter at this point. Now, yeah. the only thing that would have mattered more is just if the Bing, if the Bills would have won, they could have possibly had a chance to first seed. Yeah, because of win percentage. Um, I agree. But now, I mean, it's and I hey, mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think they could have got it anyway. Your hot take might not be that hot of a take, just because the Chargers. Well, I mean, I don't think uh, J.C. Jackson's coming back, and I think Bosa and Mike Williams got hurt week eighteen, right? Well, Staley said that Mike Williams' injury wasn't that bad, and I haven't seen any injury reports about Bosa. So I okay, maybe fine. that maybe he just came out for a play or something, and I read a report wrong. But I mean, top to bottom, they're roster isn't can compete with those i'm not saying that they can wipe the floor with them but they they can compete with the juggernauts i mean they when they were healthy kansas city took a pick six on a terrible gerald everett play like i mean he should have just waved his hands called a timeout something to get him out of the play he just caught like a 60 yard pass and they expect him to take it again into the end zone the next play like it took a pick six for the chiefs to beat the chargers the first time so, it's it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but I do like your take. Here's an even hotter one, though. Both four seeds, Tampa Bay and Jacksonville, will make their conference championship games. The Jags are on a hot streak, and I feel like playoff time has arrived. I think if they can take out the Dallas Cowboys, then assuming... San Francisco takes care of business against Seattle. You would have San Francisco versus Tom. And I'm not saying it's no, impossible. No. Eagles. Eagles versus Tom. No, because Yeah, but I'm still saying the Giants are, are going to yeah, win. I'm still okay, saying the okay. Giants are going to beat Minnesota. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm a delusional fan yeah, over here. I mean, I'm yeah. sorry. But no, I mean, I, mean <laughs> I would be, I'd be if it's the Panthers win, I'd be like, yeah, we're going all the damn way. Yeah, exactly. So it would be Giants versus Eagles for the third time, which, by the way, hurts being the way he is at the moment coming back from a shoulder sprain. It's not out of the realm of possibilities for them to go toe-to-toe with them, although I do think the Eagles are going to sweep them in three games. Um, and then you have playoff Tom versus an inexperienced quarterback. It's just what he is. I know Brock Purdy is nice, but he's in a really good Kyle Shanahan system. So that's the NFC. And it's very possible for Tom to make his way back to the conference championship game. I'm not a huge Brady fan, but you can't deny that the guy's a fucking winner. Yeah, being a Panthers fan right now, it's fuck Tom Brady season. <laughs> uh, it's full on. <laughs> F Tom Brady. Hope he loses. Hope he is embarrassed on Monday night by the Cowboys. But either way. And then the Jags, I mean, something lit a fire in them. And Doug Peterson has won a Super Bowl. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a winning quarterback coming out of college. He did a lot of winning there. He did. He didn't lose in high school. It's. I mean, like, 
I can I can see the Jags at least making the AFC Championship game, and then whether it's the Bills or the Chiefs, depending on how the seeding goes, because those that's a one and two seed, right? I know Chiefs are one, Bills are two. Yeah. 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 Yep. So one of those teams would have to play them in the um, AFC Championship game, and they'd have to go through the other one, depending on the seeding. Which, if all four home teams win, or the three home teams win, it'd be Chiefs versus Jacksonville. Chiefs defense isn't too good. And I feel like Jacksonville's can go toe-to-toe with Mahomes this this season at least. I know Kelsey can work his magic, and I'm I'm sure Mahomes has a bunny up his hat or something like that that he can do. But, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but it's very unlikely that both of those teams will make their conference championships. Both Florida teams, too. What you got? Okay, second hot take. This really, this is probably the least hot. This is probably like a lukewarm take. Like okay. stuck in the microwave, stuck in the microwave for about ten seconds, and just just to get a little, just a little heat on it. Yeah. Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are going to single handedly beat the Minnesota Vikings. They're going to combine for 200, 200 plus rushing yards and four total touchdowns combined. Okay. This weekend. That's my hot take. It's not, I mean, like I said, it's not really a hot take. The stats, do I, it. I mean, the stats may be off, but I mean, you may be correct with it. So, I mean, that's they may said, not get four said, total touchdowns. That's why but, I said 200 plus and four total because I'm talking about Daniel Jones maybe throwing one. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But, I, but, I'm, I'm, but I'm mainly saying, I'm going to say at least three are rushing. I'd okay. say maybe, maybe two from Danny rushing or two from Saquon rushing and then one from maybe, the other. Yeah, yeah, one from the other. Okay. And then Daniel Jones throwing maybe at least one. Okay, I like so this take. I mean, it's well, and I'm not like saying it from a Giants fan. I'm liking it because I mean, it's 31st defense in the league somehow well, that's made. Why, that's and that's why I'm saying because the Vikings have a very pedestrian defense that you can. I think Patrick Peterson and Zadarius Smith, you like you account for those two, and the other nine are just out there. Yeah, it's it's not like it's like a. It's not the, the San Francisco 49ers. It's not the Philadelphia Eagles yeah. defense. I mean, they don't have war beaters out there. Now, I will the say they line. do have a top five offense. So, Justin, I mean, this could be a shootout game for all we know. This is true. And that's that's also why I said that they would be rushing for 200 while putting up, like I said, four touchdowns. You don't put yeah. up four touchdowns if it's not a an absolute, like... Well, if you're you playing know, a win shootout. in the playoffs, you do. <laughs> uh, well, who I'm knows? saying, if I'm saying they're like, say... Kirk could turn three. into a pumpkin and... Daniel so, Jones so you, pulls out his fifth leg as a goat, and you know we, who knows, dude. Well, say well, if you put up three touchdowns, I mean, I would sprinkle in a, a field goal or two. If you put up three touchdowns and you're up by an, an, enough, I I feel like Dable would pull pull the guys. If Maybe you're up by enough, obviously. Yeah, I guess um, I guess if it's like twenty eight to three, well, I don't know, not with that score. <laughs> or thirty three to zero. Yeah, can't can't go up thirty three zero against them. If you're if you're listening, Dable. Yeah, 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 definitely don't want to do that. All right, and then anyway. my last one. Speaking of the theme of the Giants game, this oh, is specifically God. for this weekend, and I put this one in here because I am a Giants fan. Kayvon Thibodeau will break the rookie sack record for a playoff game with three and a half plus versus Minnesota. He is going to ball out. He is coming of his season at the perfect time. If so Aziz. He's getting, getting at three, least three and a half sacks. Three, we're getting three snowmen or three it, snow angels. Three and a half. Yes. We're three snow- <laughs> yeah. 
We're getting three stairways. He's gonna have to do a half That's one, fair. so he'll he'll do like this. <laughs> no, he'll do he'll do one half and then the other half, and then he's gotta do a full snow engine for the third set. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. Jesus. Are we doing the last one? Yeah, this is your last take right here. Alright, so my last take actually goes hand in hand with your second take. Okay. And so um, Is it a Brady Bowl? It's a Brady sadly, Bowl. Sadly. I hate that motherfucker. There's but just like we've Tom seen Brady, New England, we've seen Tom New England Brady teams make it. We'll make the Super Bowl. We've and seen I... random New England teams make it with like no talent and then beat the Legion of Boom. Tom Brady will make the Super Bowl and I hate myself for saying. I hate saying that because I don't want to see him. And if he was with the Patriots, I wouldn't care that much. I'd be like, okay, Tom Brady again. But he's with the freaking Buccaneers. I want them. They won one. I need them to just lose the just rest. Fall off the face of the earth. After Brady leaves, they're going to be hot garbage because Todd Bowles is a terrible coach. The yep. only reason he's in the playoffs is because he has Tom Brady and because he has Mike Evans. It's the only reason he made the playoffs. He's not a good coach. And but Brady, Brady will find a way. Brady, if he realizes that Todd Bowles is calling a shit game, he will just freaking rip his microphone, his rip his uh, headphones out of his helmet and just contemplate himself because he's done it for how many how many years. tablets are we going to see thrown in this playoffs over under on tablets 11 thrown you think it's gonna be 11. over 11 or 10 and a half yeah. i should say so 11 or more we'll definitely see some tablets th getting thrown but you know as soon as he as soon as he throws the tablet puts his head down He's, he's it's going. game time. He's, he's in. He's yeah. He's locked in. He's gonna kill somebody. Or... I, I do want to retract one of my statements. Um, New England did have some talent, but majority of it was defense based. So Belichick's a really smart defensive mind who knows how to shut down offenses. But when you come in with basically just Brady and Gronk, if I remember correctly, and beat the Legion of Boom. Now, granted, it took a terrible throw on the one yard line with the best running back in football at the time. Uh, just a terrible offensive decision to beat them. I mean, regardless, the score stands almost a decade later. Patriots won that game. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, I hate that last take, but it's just... It is what it is. So that's... So. Now here's a take. Uh, obviously, if you couldn't tell by the soundbite coming in, that is a... It's not a knock at him. We just we like the guy, and we think it's hilarious that every time he does an intro, no shot he doesn't do it on purpose at this point. Chris Collinsworth, shout out to you, my man. So while we've gone through our takes for the playoffs and everything, let's uh, let's take a look at the actual games themselves. Number one is we're no in no order, but I'm just gonna list off the six games for this weekend so we can get through them. Uh, Seattle at San Francisco. San Francisco is favored by 10 points. Who do you have winning this game? And how quickly do you think this game will be over? <laughs> um, so, it would be different if I don't think Energino has, you know, had his moments uh, this year being, being good. But also, there's been some moments where he's been iffy. I've, I haven't seen Gino this year be like completely awful, which is which is good to see. Yeah, it's um, not his jet. It, days. it also helps. It also helps that his coach is very good. His coaches. His coach has been there before. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why. 
I don't think it's going to be a 10 and a half point spread. Um, I think they'll keep it close. I think they'll try to force the run game to try to uh, shore up the defense and then make, go for a deep make, ball and lock yeah, it. Not make the Seattle one dimensional because if they do end up stopping Kenneth Walker completely, uh, you, I mean, you take out DK and I mean, sure, you can hit, try to hit deep bombs all day to try to lock him. How many deep bombs can he keep hitting? Like, Depends on how much their defense really wants to uh, step up, to be honest. Because, I mean, as good as or as okay as the defense is, who's going to account for the best receiver that's also a running back and the best running back that's also a receiver? And, oh, yeah, we have a top three talent in tight end as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure they're getting Debo, uh, Debo back. I think, he's, I think he sat out last – I think he, he, he was able to come back last week. Uh, yeah, I think so. But he only going. played – he played like maybe – Two drives, just to make yeah, sure that he could I, do I it. I don't even know if he played, just because I just thought he wouldn't. I um, think he also, did, but I don't think he touched the ball. Which is, like, I think he was just out there trying to scare um, Arizona, really. But, I mean, they didn't need to. Yeah, and then, I mean, like you said, also, there's... You got McCaffrey, who's um, crazy good. Uh, I mean, I'm a Panthers fan, so obviously I'm the... I've seen the the talent and the skill. What? Nah, um, you guys could use a running back like him. Come on, dude. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but um, I mean to have that, to have basically two two dimensional guys. Like you have a running back that can just catch the ball, and you can you can throw McCaffrey a, a negative two yard pass, and he could take it forty five yards. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've seen it done with, before. Same with Debo. You can you can do a jet sweep with Debo and Debo take it take it to the house. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, I thought I put it perfectly. It's the best running back that's also a receiver and the best receiver that's also a running back. Like both one of them is a nightmare matchup. And I can't tell you how many times this season I've watched Brock Purdy dump it off six yards to Kittle and him run forty five yards for a score. Geez, or I, same thing th- same thing for Ayuk. I mean yeah. they all do it. Um so it's just it's gonna be tough. I don't think Seattle's gonna get blown out, but I think it's about a ten point I, game. If I'm honest, I I seriously think it's a two score game. I don't think it's think a total I, blowout, but it's a two score game. I think with the coaching, I say they keep it. I think I say they keep it at seven. They keep it a one score game. That's fair. Okay. Just for, strictly from a from a coaching standpoint, I know Shanahan's good, but Pete Carroll has been there numerous times. He's won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So. Kyle Shannon still, still has yet to win a Super Bowl, right? I was about to say, he's still fighting for that one. Um, he's a really great offensive mind. I mean, you can tell with the schemes that he puts up. So, Yeah, and I mean, going into next season, say Brock Purdy gets you to the Super Bowl, but you don't win. Do you go back to Trey Lance? I wouldn't. You got a six-round rookie you don't have to pay for the next two, three years. Yeah. You're paying um, virtually people, nothing. A lot of people are saying, "Yeah, go back to Trey Lance." But what if you win? Like, yeah. and then, well, also, okay, I, I would make honestly, would make even if you just win the NFC and say it just it's a repeat from the 2019 Super Bowl to where your defense gets you there, but your quarterback just isn't good enough to win the big, big game. I, I keep Purdy. You could probably trade Trey Lance for one of these quarterback needy teams. I'm not saying the Panthers would take him, but the Panthers are on that list. The Raiders would be on that list. Um, Say the Packers, if uh, Rodgers wants to leave or retires. The Bucks, 
you have the Saints, several teams that would take virtually a third um a third year quarterback. Granted, he has little and he's like what second overall, and he has little experience. But yeah, Trey was third overall. Yeah, they well, t- he's he's coming off a bad injury too for for a mobile yeah. quarterback. He's coming off a really bad injury. That is true. Um, Tennessee so, could be in the market for somebody like that. Somebody with the ability to do it. We saw enough of Malik Willis to know that he is not. Well, that's why he fell to the third, fourth round, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, it's nothing against that style of play. It's just he went to Liberty. There wasn't a whole lot of competition there. It's like people were comparing him to Lamar Jackson, and I was like, yeah, but Lamar Jackson in Louisville played Clemson and played um, NC State and, I mean, UNC and and Wake Forest and all these great programs that actually, I mean, they're not SEC schools. But they still had good defenses. And yeah, I talked with people talking about Malik Willis and the Panthers should get him. And I was like, this dude played at Liberty. It's he didn't play these these crazy good teams. He he was beating up on on these like awful D one schools, like terrible D one schools. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like like you said, he's not out there playing Clemson. No. Every every season, uh, so. Yeah. yeah, I mean now, now now we can really see now why he fell to the third. He fell so far. Yeah, um, and then it's still TBD, obviously on Sam Howe. He looked good, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll okay. see. Let's get back to the yeah. So playoffs. the second game on the list, like I said, they're not in any pro, uh, programming order or anything like that. So don't expect these to be the order that you watch the games this weekend. It's just how I have them listed. The Chargers are favored by one and a half points over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I actually... So a, a one and a half point spread, ba- when they do that, that basically means it's, it's an a even game. Yeah, that, I was going to say anybody, it's a 50 game. game. With so, a yeah, red when, heart... When the, spread is, yeah, when the spread is that low, they, they quite literally are just saying, we're just choosing somebody. It's a toss-up. It, it could be anybody. Yeah. So you have a red-hot Jacksonville Jaguars team that's coming off like an insane end-of-the-season run. I think they were like 6-1, and 7-1 down the stretch. It was yeah, ridiculous. They won, they won, they won like uh, five of the last like six. Yeah, something like that. They were. It was ridiculous. Um, versus a coming back from injury, amazing, talented Chargers team. I'm not saying they're like a juggernaut, but they, on paper, they have one of the best rosters. I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm going with Jacksonville. I got to go with a hot hand here. I know it's a toss up, but. Yeah. So, I think. I think. Talent will win out. Um, so I'm going to pick the Chargers, but I also love the Chargers. Um, Jacksonville's time is coming. It's not this I year. Just, I just, and I, I don't think the Chargers are going to go all the way this year either. But if they don't get further in the first round, I mean, it's going to be, I mean, how many more years do you think Keenan Allen has? Uh, two, three. He's been there Maybe. since Gates was there. Like yeah, I, I, I saw mean, his I first saw... his first four seasons were like basically just injury, injury, injury. Yeah. And now now he's finally like one of those players that are like, oh, he's never injured. Like now he's been so uninjured that you forget that like his first four years in the season, he was yeah. injured all the time. Like he literally broke something in his back like his second week. Yeah. His um he's in the same class as Hopkins, right? Or was it Hilton? One of the two. Was it TY? When was Keenan um, Allen drafted? 2014? Keenan Allen. 
2013 draft. So he's a year behind Hopkins. Hopkins was 2012. Hopkins has really been in the league that long? Yeah, Hopkins been in the league a decade, dude. He'll turn 30 this year, and they're trying to look for a trade for him. Like, I'm not going to lie. I would love for the Giants to have him the next two, three years to end his career here. But don't give up more than like a third, fourth round pick for him. I know he's an all pro, and that that's what solidifies a third, fourth round pick for a 30-year-old receiver. But that's the reason why. Like any other 30-year-old receiver that you're trading for better be like Randall Cobb reuniting with the quarterback or something, you know? Yeah, that could be the only reason I see him getting some major contract. He might ask for a lot of money, but I just don't see how he could not at 30 years old i mean he hell he's playing a really good game right now and it's it's terrific he takes care of his body pretty well maybe a little too well for the league (laughs) (laughs) but all right let's uh let's get going here so yeah i i just like jacksonville because of the take but i think regardless the winner of this game is just going to get bounced in the divisional round i mean quite literally the line that's set is it's just the same with what we're thinking like i'm going Chargers, you're going jacksonville yeah but it's a toss-up it's probably going to go down to a last second field goal which would be great. It might be the best game of the weekend. It might be. Or it could be a low-scoring one. You never know how it'll go. I hope not, but... Because neither, neither one of them... They're, neither one of their defenses is, like, a fantastic. Like, neither one of, like, top five. Both of them are, like, middle of the pack, but their offenses are also middle of the pack. So... Yeah, I'd say, I'd say they're up there, but... They're they're, they're their offensive rankings are definitely higher. Upper than echelon teams. of the... Yeah. All right, next one What's is next Miami game? at Buffalo. With Tua out, mm. Buffalo is favored by 11 points. Yeah. I'm How quickly do you think this game's going to be over? <laughs> run, on that, run on that Buffalo. Uh, as much as I want minute, uh, Miami to win because of my take, I, I think my take is just a little bit too delusional for this. Buffalo's going to put this game away quick. I mean, you saw Naheem Hines even take care of New England pretty quickly alone. He had two touchdowns on his own. I mean, they will... That trade that they traded nothing for Naheem Hines. They won that was that amazing. Trade instantly, they won that trade instantly on on Sunday with him. He he basically put the. I mean, to be fair, the Patriots did did make a good comeback to keep it close, but Naheem Hines himself basically winning that game. Yeah, absolutely. I one hundred percent agree. All right, next up, Giants. Well, yeah, just, just at so we, Minnesota. Uns, unspoken, we both have the Bills, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, unspoken. Yeah, we don't have to say who we have. When I say how quickly do you think this game is going to be over, yeah. I'm taking the person favored. That's just, I mean, that's how it is. They they could have said the line was negative, like uh, the spread was three for the Bills, and I would still really have Bills on the way. Yeah. All right. Giants at Minnesota. Minnesota is favored by two and a half, so a field goal. I'm actually taking the Giants with this one. I think they're going to win by a one-score game. Whoa, dude, taking the Giants is crazy. I know, right? It's crazy. It's just not it's okay. Me. But also you look at the well. it's all right because you look at that defense and you look how red hot I know it's it was against the Colts, but the Colts don't have a terrible defense. I mean, they they were up 33 nothing against this same Vikings team just a few weeks ago. This is the Colts with the what third, fourth overall pick yes, or top like five, something like that. The Colts have the fourth, no, yeah, the fifth. fourth, I think. Denver's up there too. I know Denver and Arizona may be Denver, ahead of them. Denver has Denver has the third. Oh, I think Arizona has the fourth. Arizona fourth has head. third. I thought. I, either way, they have a top five pick in the draft. 
but their defense is not the reason why they have a top five pick in the draft. Yeah, Indy has the fourth, Denver has the fifth. Yeah. Technically, Seattle has the fifth. Well, yeah, but that pick belongs to that Broncos team. It was just traded away. But you look at that defense that's ranked like 30, 31st in the league by week 18. You look at the fact that it took a 61-yard field goal to win it. And the both teams already have tape on each other. I think it'll be a lot better of a game than we're expecting. I expect probably about a 31 to 28 game. I think it's going to, both teams are going to score four touchdowns and it's going to come down to who can kick the field goal, who gets the ball last. So, yeah, I think it'd be a good game. I think it'll be a good one. And I'm not Um, saying that just because I'm a Giants fan. I'm based on how the Christmas Eve game went and how the two teams are looking as of now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still taking the, uh, taking the Giants, taking the underdog. Yeah. Next up, Tyler Huntley will take on, will command the Ravens to take on Cincinnati in Cincinnati. This is a minus eight and a half lead for Cincinnati or a uh, favored. How quickly do you think this game will be over? Um, I expect Ravens have a stout defense. I'm not saying it's amazing, but they have a pretty good one. I expect them to definitely. I expect the Ravens to better fight. I mean, you got to think in totality, it's still a divisional game, technically. Yeah. Uh, they've Harbaugh has played these guys a thousand times. Twice this season, so they know exactly what this specific team looks like. Yeah, and he's done it with numerous. I mean, he hasn't won any of them, but he's done it with different backfields. That's different true. Different quarterbacks. I mean, literally, like, the different backfields. Like, the backfield's been different, like, almost every single week quarterback situation the past like five weeks has been different um his wide receivers have been in and out all season long it's not like he's been played with injury so yeah uh still going with the Bengals. i think they i think they win it what was this spread again eight and a half eight and a half points you think it'll be a touchdown or a field goal or two touchdowns i think it'll be a two score game yeah same and then this is probably the best game that i'm looking forward to because I'm a Giants fan. Tampa Bay will host the Dallas Cowboys, but the Dallas Cowboys are favored by a field goal. I understand Which is crazy because I understand they have a never beat them. I understand they have a stout defense, but over the past seven games, granted he's won a few of them. Dak has thrown two interceptions in at least four games, if I remember correctly. Dak is is actually I think he set the NFL record for most interceptions per pass attempt because he missed so many weeks and he still led. He still tied the league. No, he in, he led in it. interceptions. No, he tied. He tied, he tied? with uh, Davis Mills. Oh, okay, I mean Davis Mills, but that fifteen. That's that's when insane. You, when, when, when you, you miss seven games and you still throw fifteen interceptions. Yeah, so he definitely he left the he led the league in touchdowns like per percentage of throws. Yeah, or interceptions. Yeah, interceptions, I think. Yeah. Her percentage of throws. But it's, Tom Brady's never lost to the Cowboys, whether it was in New England or Buccaneers. Dak is, yeah, Dak has never beat Tom Brady. Yeah, this same um, Buccaneers team, like... Already beat them one time. This already year. beat them one time, season. yeah. Now, granted, the defense has solidified since then in uh, Dallas, so I think it'll be a much better game. Um, and playoff Tom. I mean, you can't count out Tom Brady. As much as I hate saying that, you can't count out Brady in the playoffs. You yeah, just can't. I do, hate, I do hate that guy, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, 
Well, speaking of point spreads and things like that, is there any bets? Because I know that you are a, you're a dabbler at the parlays and things like that. Is there any any bets that you would recommend people? Um, so this isn't financial advice, by the way, guys. We're yeah, just this is what he would do. But so if you're looking at just player player props, I don't really bet spreads because you can't legally do that in where we're at yeah um some of my favorites i've looked at uh is geno smith's past completions over it's at 20 and a half right now i would take the over on that um because i don't think they're gonna be able to run the ball very well so he's gonna have to throw the ball um i expect him to throw the ball over 38 times um so hopefully you know he hits that 21 to to cast the over. Yeah. Also, like also like Daniel Jones rush attempts, they have it at six and a half. I expect him to run more than six and a half times. That's also, fair. going back to my hot take, saying that they're going to rush for over two hundred plus, I think they will schemes the run game to cause less errors. Uh, try to you know take away that you know likely interception that can be thrown, um, and just keep it. Try to keep it on the ground. Just ground yeah. and pound, wear them out, tire that defense, and just get out of there. Win the I, game, get out. I agree. Um, and that's really all I. That's still like. a couple of solid ones. Though. Um. Yeah, that's really all I like, and then, um. That's about it. Um, I've seen a lot. Oh, I, and I do like um Travis Etienne over two receptions. That's smart. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, he, he is a very his, good receiving running back. He's he's hit he's he's hit that or went over in the last four games. Um, because he's been. He, for some reason, got uninvolved in the past game, like halfway through the season. Um, but in this little surge of games that they've, they've had, he's he's really come back into form and looked good. So, Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely red hot. That entire team's red hot. So, I mean, I'm none of us are going to be surprised if the Chargers or the Jags take that game. I think that's going to be... I would say that and the Monday night game are going to be my two games to look out for, and even my teams in the playoffs. Like I'm not saying I'm not worried about the Vikings, but I would much rather watch a a good game. And who knows that might those three games are probably. I'm just gonna include them. Those three games are gonna be the best. <laughs> yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. Okay, so I have one last little game that we can play. Uh, I know we did the three hot takes earlier. This one is wise or unwise. So we have a potential head coach firing or a potential head coach hiring. So the hiring is if you had a vacant head coach and this guy was being interviewed would you hire him based on what he did in the past or if he's your coach now would you fire him based on this season all right okay. so i guess you can play the panthers here because i mean you guys are looking for a head coach and i will i guess i'll play the arizona cardinals because they fired cliff kingsbury today who is not on this list by the way so actually they fired him two days ago two days ago okay all right, so the first one, a potential hiring, Frank Reich. Would you hire him for your team? Um, yes, I like Frank Reich. Um, I believe that he he tried to put the pieces together. I mean, you look at Carson Wentz, you're like, okay, he's pretty good. You bring him in, well, he sucks. Or you're like, dang, okay. You look at Matt Ryan, he's playing great. You bring him in, he also then starts to suck. And your offensive line falls apart. Don't understand where all that happened from. I mean, he's been a great head coach 
for years. So I don't think it was the coaching from him that that led to the you know the downfall of them this season. Yeah. Um, injury and all the kinds of things. And um, so yeah, I would appreciate Frank Reich being a Panthers coach. I mean, he had Andrew Luck, and he did great with Andrew Luck. I mean, when AFC Championship game, Andrew Luck's second year. Yeah. Um. So. So you're gonna say wise for that? That's pretty wise to hire him. I would think so. I yeah, mean, he was okay. one of the top candidates that I liked outside of like Ken Dorsey. Yeah, absolutely. I think that he's a great offensive mind, and as the league is shifting to an offensive game, it's a lot better to have somebody who can relate to the quarterback, not only because he's played it, but because he's coached it so well. He's the reason why Carson Wentz had an MVP season. He was the offensive coordinator for Doug Peterson. And yes, I mean, it was also Doug Peterson's scheme, but he was the reason Carson Wentz had an MVP-like season. He's the reason Nick Foles had a Super Bowl MVP game, things like that. And I mean, that that team was also stacked, but at the same time, those quarterbacks look phenomenal in, what, 2017, 2018? So next up on this list, we have Todd Bowles, a potential firing. Based on this season, if they lose Monday night, would you fire Todd Bowles? So would it would think, be wise or unwise to fire him. See, and I can't say wise or unwise for either one. I mean, I I think the Buccaneers had a lot of injuries. I don't think Ty Bowles is a great coach. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's a great coach. Um, but he definitely – I mean, it's, it's almost the exact same team. Yeah. That Bruce Arians brought. But, I mean, I know he had injuries this year. Um, so, I don't think they fire him even if he loses. I think they let him. I think next year, if it falls apart in the middle of the season, he's out. Because, um, yeah. And, and even if Brady stays or goes, I think he's out. Um, That's fair. I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's, I think it's unwise to fire him right now. Um, Let's see what he does with a Bradyless Bucks before then, because I mean this this season was injury plagued and offensive yeah, and line still, fell he's apart. Still, he's still a first year head coach. That is you true. Gotta give him, you gotta give him a second. Um, well, I mean, um, Lovey Smith got fired. Um, well, Lovey Smith was like a bridge coach. They never. That's fair. They never intended on, which is kind of kind of you know screwed up that they would bring levy smith in with the team they had hey he gave him a big um, up yours week 18 though for winning that game did you did you see there that i don't know if it was real but it was from a verified person but i don't know if it was true but they were told they said that he was told that morning to not win the game and he did it anyways and no they shot. were like they basically wanted him to throw like a check down on that last play but instead he told them to throw the whole mary um because they were like i'll oh, throw a check down and just like maybe do some laterals and just in the game and he ended up Fuck that. um yeah so that's hilarious but yeah uh todd Bowles, i think you wait a little bit you see what it's like without brady or at least midway through next season with brady and see where you go from there i don't think that it's wise to fire him off of one bad one bad season that you happen to make the playoffs because you won your division. You're going to love this next one. Steve Wilkes, would you hire him? Would it be wise or unwise to hire Mr. Steve Wilkes? That's another place I'm torn at. Um, I love Steve. He's, I mean, the energy that 
completely changed on the field. It was something I haven't seen um, from any team. Like most teams, you know, you would expect them to just kind of roll over and die, mm-hmm. especially that we were already had a losing record. Yeah, we're like six games into the season. This is like the earliest a coach has been fired when Matt Rule got fired, by the way. Pretty sure we had only won, what, one, two games? Yeah, I think you guys were like two and four, two and six, somewhere like we were it, two and six. I think we were, we were two and six. Okay, so it was eight games into the season. Because with Wilkes, we went six and six. Yeah, that's right. Or no? Well, no, that would be 20 games. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think we were so two, two and four. Maybe. Two and four? I think we might six have games in the season? I don't, I don't remember exactly. Um, but either way, I know I know Wilkes ended with a winning record yeah. himself. Or at least a 500 record. Yeah, uh, and Matt Rule over the last two and a half seasons. Wilkes was a good enough voice in the room to gather the troops. And I think that says a lot. My only issue with Wilkes, and this is strictly out of pure football, you know, looking at the game, the game versus Pittsburgh and the game versus the Bengals. That, I mean... The, I don't know what happened. He he acted like, you know, I mean, and, and Sam played good those games. Like, he did as much as he could, um, which I don't think the Bengals, the Bengals wasn't Sam. The no, Bengals the Bengals was PJ. was PJ, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I, I'm, I, I keep telling people, I mean, PJ, PJ played fantastic that, that game versus the, the Bucks right after we, right after we fired uh, Matt Rule. Yeah. That game was, that game was so shocking watching P, uh, PJ looked like, the best PJ was the elite. Yeah, absolutely. He, 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 he quite literally just just that one. I'm just, obviously I'm saying just that one game. I'm not saying PJ Walker's a small sample size. <laughs> small sample size. If you if you were to just watch, he was the best somebody, quarterback that week. If you had somebody that had never watched football before and had them watch just PJ Walker highlights from that game, they'd be like, "Holy crap! Is this like the best quarter, quarterback in football?" Because the throws he was making, they, I'm pretty sure he had the highest passer rating of anybody in the league. And that's a good through, Bucks through, defense. Through, through every game, I'm pretty sure he had the highest passer rating on the season. And I think I saw a PFF stat that he did not throw any uh, turnover-worthy balls. Yeah. So that means he, he didn't throw any balls that were could have been potentially intercepted. He threw he basically threw a perfect game. Yeah, and we beat the brakes off the books. Um, and that's a good Bucks defense. Like I mean, yeah, they've had a couple injuries, but like in, in the secondary, but that's a good Bucks defense. That front seven's still scary. Yeah, my my biggest gripe with with Wilkes is just. When games like that happen, where it hit the running game stops working, he so can't figure I'll it out in the passing game. Yeah, and maybe that maybe that changes with a better quarterback. I'm not saying Sam Donald's not not wasn't good. He I thought Sam Donald was was, was fine, but he just he he acted like he was lost whenever absolutely you know you had to when when we had to throw the ball, he had to like. You know, we could only throw checkdowns. I mean, sure, we aired it out, but it wasn't like we were airing it out all the time. So, yeah. That's so, just just my thing with Wilkes. If I were to hire Wilkes, I would make sure that I have a good offensive mind around him. Like, so, okay. So, moving back to the first one, I'd say wise for Wilkes, but with an asterisk saying that, like, I need a good offensive coordinator. What I mean by that is, like, give me Frank Wright if he doesn't get an offensive if you don't get a head coach job somewhere, make him your OC and see how that team performs. Because Wilkes actually, had, as the 
head voice in the room, he had people playing for him that were ready to just give up. I mean, you could see that Panthers team just ready to roll over, and then the last 12 weeks of the season, they turned it around. It wasn't like it was a little bit too soon, and there were some games that could have been won, probably some games that they stole, but regardless, Wilkes had them playing for something, unlike Rule. Yeah, and Rule did not know how to lead no, a locker room full of, full of grown men. No. He did it at um, Baylor because they were college kids. Because they were college kids, and they were on a crappy team that he was able to turn it around, and he was able to turn around Temple. Yeah. Um, was it was it Temple or Baylor? It was both. Oh, okay. He, he did he did both. That's why everybody was like, "Oh, he he'd be a good he'd be a good turnaround coach." coach. Well, he yeah, did he did spark a turnaround, just not the way that everyone. <laughs> well, so, when he got fired, that's when the turnaround got sparked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but. And sure, there's people that are like, well, Rule did a great job drafting. Rule literally already came out and said that the guys we drafted, because somebody had said something about a couple of the bad draft picks, and yeah. he was like, oh, that was that was all Fitterer. Fitterer is the one that drafted our guys. Yeah. Okay, and that just means Fitterer is a damn good guy. Like a damn, damn good, good coach, yeah. And a damn good uh, or you know, GM, my bad, not coach. Yeah, first, like, he can see talent because, I mean, shoot, Scout. look at our defense last year, and look at our defense this year. It just got look better. At, look, look at our first round draft picks over the last like four years. They have been all phenomenal. I mean, yeah. Derek Brown, Brian Burns, JC Horn, uh, Emeka, Mezzi, those guys like quite literally could be JC and Derek Brown. They're going to be on their way to being all pros. They're definitely going to have multiple Pro right Bowls. There. Yeah. Brian, Brian Burns is right there. All three of them and are going to have multiple Pro Bowls for sure. Icky, I mean, Icky being a rookie, he he now he kind of fell off at the last two games. Uh, but like from week six to like week 14, he didn't allow a sack. That's um, true. Yes. Yeah, so he was playing out of his mind. I mean, yeah. And that just, that just, I mean, we, we, we did pretty good. So. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, next up, it's it's going to go hiring, firing, hiring, firing, if you couldn't tell by now. Yep. Next one, uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on this list. So number four, in the same division as someone, a first-year head coach that already got fired this season, Josh McDaniels, with the talent around him and how you had the one of the top three, top four receiving uh, wide receivers, and a the rushing leader on your team, you managed to win what four or five games? Won six. They won six. They were literally in playoff position until uh, week fifteen. That's true. They they didn't get eliminated until week fifteen. No, until week uh, seventeen. Because if they would have won out, they would have won that last. Um, oh yeah, wild card. No, 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 I don't know. But they had to beat San Francisco and the Chiefs. No, it was it was week sixteen. I mean, week sixteen they lost because they lost that game and then their last game. So their last game didn't matter. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's week, why I was so, week seventeen. That's why I was so baffled that they kept playing uh, Carr. No, that that week seventeen they played Adams. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so that's why I was confused. I was like, uh, the offense Adams. was there, and McDaniel's is an offensive coach, but we saw this before in Denver. Like the Denver Broncos made the playoffs as a wild card team, if I remember correctly, or maybe they won the division as like the four seed that year. And McDaniels just couldn't lead a room. Like, we've seen this show and dance before. He's an amazing offensive coordinator. But he, he can't do it as the lead man. I, he'll, I, never, this... he'll, never, 
He won't be fired because they can't afford to fire him. That Mark is true. Davis Mark is Davis is poor. broke as fuck. They're just going to have to deal with the bullshit. That is true. But in the event that they could, I would say fire him. I would I would go and find a Steve Wilkes to be able to lead the room because you can't have that much talent on the offensive side of the ball. And, I mean, hell, they're not listening to McDaniels anyways. Make McDaniels your offensive coordinator. Hire Steve Wilkes as your voice in the room, and you're good to go. So I would fire him, but yeah, if you had the money to, obviously. yeah, obviously if you have the money to the Ravens or the Ravens, the Raiders don't, which is why there's most likely he won't be fired this year. But next year, if they stink it up again, he's gone. Yeah, uh, another wanting draft capital, but I had to put him on this list as a potential hiring, Mister Sean Payton. He's still under contract, so the. New Orleans Saints have to get requested permission to interview him and are asking draft capital in order to take him from the Saints on that contract. Would you hire him knowing these the stipulations? So the Panthers, no. For anybody else, sure. Um, I think he's a great coach. Uh, I know you coached the Saints for a while, and obviously I hated that, but I didn't. that didn't undermine my – I didn't – think he was a bad coach. I knew he was a great coach. Yeah, he's outstanding. Um, I know I know currently the Broncos and the Cardinals are the two I think that are favored. Um the Cardinals have obviously more to give to the Saints. Yeah, they have um, that third, fourth overall pick. Yeah, so but I don't know if um because they could give the third pick to the Saints. Um I would hate that personally, obviously. Yeah. Um but they could give the first pick to the Saints and then whatever else the Saints would want. Yeah. But I don't know if that is a decision that Sean Payton gets to make also. Uh, I don't know uh, if I he has a no-trade clause. I would assume he gets the decision. I, I mean, if they're going to pay him $15, 20000000 dollars, I don't think he cares, to be honest. He'll go well, coach football wherever he wants. The man loves fair, football. Just looking at rosters and what the rebuild, I don't know. So for me as a head coach, I don't know. Do you want to be the head coach that completely turns your program around? Or do you want to be the head coach that, that steps in with a with a talented roster that's just playing bad and then turns the roster around? Because that's what you have with the Broncos. You have a talented roster. But the Broncos have nothing to give they, unless they're given like a, what? That's what I'm saying. Do they have a second? They have next year's first round pick. And that's that's the issue though. Is like the Saints, the Saints don't have a first round pick. No. What if the Eagles... Hear me out. What if the Eagles lose in the divisional round? Be like, all right, you can have your first round pick back, but we won't show him Peyton. <laughs> I fucking hate that, dude. Trade them Nick Sirianni in the first round pick. I would hate that. Like, here, take Nick Sirianni. Uh, yeah. We'll if I were the pick. if I were the Cardinals, I would do it because they have talent on that team. I mean, they have Isaiah Simmons in the middle who can stretch the field. I mean, that's that's one of the most athletic interior um linebackers in the league. They have Buda Baker. Uh, they they need a corner bad, especially with Debo, Ayuk, C- uh, Cup, all these great receivers, DK in the same division. They need another corner. Yeah, um, um, and I feel like all the offensive issues they can get rid of with having a great offensive coach, not Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, um, I think Cliff can go back to college and do good. Um, he goes back to Texas Tech. Um, or Nebraska. Nebraska has an opening, so he could probably go there. You seen that picture of Cliff in his big old house? Just like it's like zoomed out, and it's I just did. him 
sitting on the couch by himself like looking at his computer but it's like he's in this gigantic house with like a beautiful view outside yeah and they were like somebody posted it, they were like oh poor poor cliff kingsbury right but i was like yeah i'm sure he's i'm sure he's poor so sad because he's still getting paid for the next three years by yeah, the way they just resigned him so he's paid until 2027 so i mean he's he's on there I think he's be okay. He could literally not coach, which I don't. As as a coach, I'm sure a coach is not just going to sit around and not coach. They're going to want to get back and coach somewhere. Yeah, Cliff's still young. Oh, I just realized. Okay, uh, I didn't realize how I had this list. I could have just put these two together. The Monday night game is probably going to decide something, but not for a player's perspective. Mike McCarthy, would you fire him if they lose in the wild card round? Um. I don't know. Um, I know the Panthers have requested to look at or to interview Kellen Moore, which I know all Cowboys fans are fine with, which tells me that I don't want him. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the Cowboys fans are like, oh, God, yes, please take him. Well, I'm the like, offensive oh, God, scheme no, is the issue over there. That's Dan Quinn is doing so, all the great stuff on defense. I mean, you see what he's doing with – yeah, I mean Trayvon Diggs is either a home run or a ground and out um kind of player. I don't think I don't think he gets fired. Um I think that's it's kinda like the same boat with Todd Bowles, you know, if he if it continues to happen next year, I think maybe then a decision will be made. Maybe they fire Kellen Moore instead. Uh if they if they lose this game, I, I'm gonna say that they fire him. I'm gonna say it's wise to fire him because of the talent around them. I mean, they got bounced in the first round last year by a smarter coach, not a better roster, but a smarter coach. Uh, they would get bounced this year by not a better roster and not a better coach. And I mean, a 12 win season that only gets you to the playoffs, but you don't do anything in it, and you're not really the voice of reason in the room. Dan Quinn is, if I'm being honest, your defense is giving you the ball back on your own, on their 30, 35 yard line way too much this year. I'm not I'm not saying this as a Cowboys hater or anything. I'm just speaking the facts. That defense is very, very good. And you can't waste the prime years of a uh Trayvon Diggs, of a Micah Parsons, uh Armstead. I'm pretty sure they still have, um, what's the, Lawrence. All these great Cowboy players that they've had on defense for two, three years or plus don't waste their years because they're doing everything right on defense and the offense is just either hitting the home run ball against like Minnesota and they came to play against the Eagles, even though Dak had, what, one, two interceptions there? Yeah, not against me. So, I think if if Mike McCarthy loses this game, you have to fire him. I think that would be wise. So, who's, what's your next? The final one is a big speculation going on around the league. So, he's not in the league right now. John Harbaugh, would you take him, or... Is, John, Jim? I can't remember which one it is. Harbaugh from Michigan. 
Michigan Harbaugh. College Michigan, Harbaugh. College Harbaugh. Would you? Would it be wise to take him from college? Now, keep in mind, he's not just a college coach. Yes, he's coached at Stanford. Then he went to the NFL and coached San Francisco. And he went to the NFC Championship game twice and won one yeah, of them. He so he went to the Super Bowl. He had a 44 and 14 record. Yeah, is, not which bad. Is fantastic, which is fantastic. Then he I goes think. to Michigan, and two years in a row, once he's got that program turned around, he's beaten the juggernaut in that conference, in the Big Ten conference. So, I mean, I would say yes. This is a huge. If he wants to come in, if I were the Panthers, the Cardinals, somebody who can get get him for. million because that's not part of your salary cap and a billionaire that's pennies. I would get that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think currently there's a there's a favorite for the Broncos to get him. Um I don't think the Panthers have requested to talk with him. The Panthers uh He is um, under contract with Michigan, by the way, so that's why they're having to request any kind of OC or coach, whether it's college or the NFL, as long as they're under contract, you have to request to talk to them. Yeah, so I know the, uh, David Tepper, the owner for the Panthers, has come out and said that he's keeping the list small. Yeah, with the amount of with the people he's uh, interviewing, um, and I don't think Harbaugh made that list. I would have loved it if it was considered, but it's. I mean, I feel like I, he... just, want them, I just want them to make the best decision. Maybe he's trying to avoid the college scene again. I, which true. understandable. I mean, recency bias there, but understandable. And who knows, maybe he's not fit for this league. I mean, they do run the ball a lot in Michigan, and this is more of a pass-happy league. I say that as my team finished fourth in rushing, but still. <laughs> runs, runs the ball 500 times a game. I mean, hand it off to 26. If he can get you six, that's all that matters. So. Or, or fake the handoff and... Let eight run it in, yeah. Just, just how about Vanilla Bick. Vic. Vanilla Bick. <laughs> Uh, although if you if you let him out there in open field, he's probably just gonna trip. So no, no, no. Once he hits the seventy yard marks, that's when he runs out of gas and trips. Yeah, and as long as it's like sixty and under, we're good. Man just ran out of his boots. Bro, that would have been a touchdown. I blame Joe Judge for that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Last up to wrap up because we're um, we're hitting a ninety minute mark here soon. Um, MVP race. While it is a quarterback award, as it has been since 2012, Adrian Peterson was the last non-quarterback to win it. We're going to choose our MVP, our current MVP, and then we're also going to pick a non-quarterback MVP just for our sake of having fun here because yeah. obviously we know we know that nobody besides a quarterback is going to win it this year. We also – I mean, we it's probably reasonable, It's reasonable to say because the quarterbacks this year have been fantastic. We also probably have a good idea of – one and two. It's just whether or not my one is your two or my one is your one. Pretty sure we probably have the same one. My one, I mean, you you know who it is. It's my favorite non-giant that plays football. Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes. That is, I would not have said that three weeks ago. But because of Jalen Hurts' injury. And, and Jalen Hurts. He, and how he looked last week, I am going to say Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. Well, not okay. saying that somebody like Joe Burrow or... Uh, Josh Allen didn't deserve it, but I mean he's just miles ahead. I think he was what did he hit the five k passing mark? I don't think so. I think he I think like he was 40. like forty eight. Yeah, I was gonna say forty eight maybe. Okay. Um, 
I mean, he was miles above everyone in yards. I think he had a few more touchdowns than everyone else. Granted, he had more interceptions, but I mean, that's that's the risk. That's the oh, risk no, when he you. Did. He had he had fifty two fifty. Okay, so he he broke five thousand yards. He's he's getting it. There's like I'm ninety percent sure. And Mahomes I don't gets even, it. Did he even have two fifty in the last game? Because you know the other people that are like, oh, it's a seventeen game season. It doesn't count. Uh, uh, how much did he have? Did he have two fifty that last game? Yeah. Week eighteen. Let's see how many stat. So with stats, did it, he have? He, I mean, he averages like two fifty a game, anyways. Two fifty three hundred. Yeah, I, I just don't know if he threw for that many that game. Yeah. Um, no, of course, my internet doesn't work. I'm looking now. Stats. He threw for two hundred two, so he got it in week he seventeen. Got it, he got it in week seventeen, so yep. you can't say. It's 16. It's so shave 18. off. He threw for 202 and a touchdown with no interceptions. So take so a touchdown away and take. He basically scored 50 50 on the year. I think he had what 39 touchdowns, so 38 and 50 50 that he threw. I think he ran in like five or six as well. I mean. It's a quarterback league now. It really is. You can't touch them. You can't breathe on them wrong. Before it was the Brady rule. Now it's the quarterback rule. So. So who is. Number two for me on a 10% chance is still Hurts. And here's my reasoning. While I don't like him as much because he is an eagle. You can't deny that the first 14, 15 games that he played or 12, 13, whatever it was. He was the MVP. I mean, he was the reason that the Eagles offense was as good as it was. And yes, Minshew coming in against the Dallas Cowboys and throwing, what, three three touchdowns? He also threw three picks. So, or was it two picks and a fumble? Regardless of what it was on Christmas Eve, Minshew did what he could with a great roster. But you saw what the Eagles looked like without Hurts and with Hurts, no pun intended, injured or hurt. And I think that becomes the more valuable aspect of him. It's how valuable a healthy Jalen Hurts is to your team. Yeah, he was my he was my second one as well. So, so we have yeah, we have is it ninety ten for you or like maybe eighty five fifteen? Uh, I'd say 80-20. I'm going 90-10, just because, like I said, I don't think anyone else hit the 5K mark. He was miles ahead of everyone. It just makes sense to give it to Mahomes. And then as far as my non-quarterback candidate, I genuinely could not think of anyone until I saw the numbers of the San Francisco 49ers with and without Nick Bosa. There's no shot yeah. this man does not get Defensive Player of the Year. He, he was he, getting he, sacks he, he left and right. Be, he could also be MVP, is what you're saying? He, yeah, absolutely. I genuinely think he could be MVP, and he should get Defensive Player of the Year. I know Micah Parsons had a really good year, and he played really well. I know several other people played really well in defense. But, I mean, you, you can see the Niners' defense without him. And they were giving up points. I'm pretty sure he didn't play in the um, in the Raider game. 
And you, I mean, they took it to overtime against the Raiders. Well, I'm glad to hear that we don't have the same one. I'm also like, uh, I love defense. I love outside linebackers because the last defensive player was a Tar Heel and a Giant to win it. It was Lawrence Taylor. In 86, that's how long it's been since a defensive player has won the um, MVP. Yeah, I mean, it's it would be wild if a defensive player won MVP in the next couple of years. Um, but my MVP that is not a quarterback is an offensive player. I wonder if you know who it's going to be. Obviously, it's not a quarterback. Not a quarterback. Offensive, offensive player. He's in the playoffs. Can you give me a... Um... Can you give he me a conference? So knock it down to seven teams he, for me. He is he he is playing this weekend. He is in the NFC. Should be pretty easy to guess. Oh well. Is... Given that he was a former Panther this season, I'm gonna go with CMC. You're wrong. What? No. CMC is great for that team, but I, he is not the reason that they are as good as they are. They definitely turned it around since he got there, though, because since yes. he was traded. They've lost one game, and that was no. the game against uh, Kansas City. Yes, but my MVP is Jay Jettis. That's fair. Okay. Because he is quite literally, he was quite literally the best receiver this season. Yeah. Um, without him, I don't think the Giant, the Vikings, are anywhere near where they are right now. <laughs> no. Um. So. Yeah, I have Justin Jefferson. That is a really good pick. He got like 1,800 yards, right? He was so close to breaking the record. Uh, I think he needed like 160 in this game, in this last game. And he got like uh, 102. Yeah. No, I don't think he broke 100. He didn't break 100. Um, Oh, he only got 38. I I didn't expect him. I mean, unless you have like two crazy games, two crazy games. Or two crazy catches in like the very beginning of the game, where he just takes him to the house. Um, I didn't expect it to be to him to get it because unless they're stupid. Well, see, no, they at, they at, were at that point. At that point, nobody cares about the record. They just want to go to the playoffs and they want to make sure nobody gets injured. So, so I, I that, understand the uh, the stipulation there. I found out what why they were playing the starter so long. Uh, the Vikings were playing for the second seat. They were hoping that San Francisco would lose or that the Eagles would lose and the Cowboys would win the division. Because if that were the case, then they would have a better record than the Cowboys. Um, even if they beat them and, or no, no, excuse me. If Philadelphia still won the division, but San Francisco um, won the one seed. So if the Giants beat the Eagles and San Francisco won, Eagles would have dropped down to the three seed and Minnesota would have stepped up the, to the two. That's why they were playing so much. So I can kind of see that maybe he could have got 160, but also limiting his reps once the game got out of hand makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do what you got to do for for the future of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I know, I know um, and he's so young, he could do it again. I mean, he's not. it's not like he's out of his prop. He's literally going into it. Like This is third this, season? This is the, 
Yeah, this is his prime. Like he's in it now. It's like he's not going to be out of his prime. We got another four or five years years of this. Like you've heard it here first. You got another four or five years of this. And whether it's on the Vikings or whether it's still on the Vikings, but Kirk Cousins isn't the one throwing it to him. Like I, I don't know. If the Vikings somehow fall off next year because of how loaded next year's QB classes, expect the Vikings to probably go after a a, a first round quarterback. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. There's I mean, be a lot of it's because this year you have what three that are really good, three four, confident. three that are that you're pretty confident, in, and then maybe maybe you have five that you could take first round. But next year you're gonna have like six that are pretty confidently gonna be first round picks. Yeah. Like it's gonna be the most loaded it's been at quarterback since twenty eighteen. And if and half go, of them were busts. And if things go right this year, I don't really know besides maybe the Jets are gonna be QB needy. Um it's a, a lot of teams are probably gonna just take a first round rookie. I would, that, I would say let's that next wait. guy up. Now, I I don't want this to happen. I really don't want this to happen because they're in the same conference as us. But if Lamar still wants out and Kirk Cousins isn't, like, say they get bounced in the first round, Lamar to the Vikings? I don't think... Dear upcoming, God. The upcoming contracts and everything that they're going to have to pay, I don't think they could... I don't think they could be able to afford Lamar and Jefferson. They could for like a year or two, and then they'd have Lamar, to decide Lamar or Jefferson. Jefferson is going to want his money because he knows what he's worth. He, oh, yeah. He's the, he's the number one. I mean, because we just saw A.J. Brown get paid. Yeah. We saw, I mean, shoot, thank God the Panther. I mean, I know D.J. Moore isn't A.J. Brown or D.K. or any of them. But thank God he got paid before they did because, I mean, he still he still had a price tag on him. But then he, yeah. he got paid, and then the other big guys got paid? Yeah. So thank God for that. Because, I mean, he, D.J. Moore has never had good quarterbacks. Um, his best quarterback probably is Sam and that's not saying much. Yeah, not not at all. I mean, P.J. Um, Walker threw him a dime for 66 yards, but... Yeah, that was quite literally one of the That was one of the best season. plays this season, yes, I will agree. So That but, or the Jefferson catch. I mean, the guy's making plays sure. left and right. So, Jefferson's your non-QB MVP. Mine is Bosa because I, I just like the defensive side of the ball a lot better. Nick Bosa, not Joey Bosa. Yeah, Nick Bosa. If yeah. Joey could stay on the field, he could be an MVP. Like, he's just as good. It's just yeah. man's injury prone. Yep. So, I mean, the first year Nick was in the league, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, what I happens mean. when you have a stout defense already and then you add the top pass rusher from the draft because you have a third overall pick because Garoppolo broke his leg or whatever it was. So one final question before we wrap up just to kind of, we don't have to answer it now. Actually, let's not answer it now, but this is for you guys to think about and we'll, we'll answer it first thing. This will be our opener next episode next week. Where do you think Jimmy G will end up next season? Do you think he stays at San Francisco? Do you think he sits at home? Or do you think another team's going to snag him up that is at least distributor needy? Because he's not a playmaker. He's not a Lamar. He's not a he's not an Aaron Rodgers. Hell, he's not even Daniel Jones. 
Daniel Jones may turn the ball over. I mean, he didn't this year too much, but he's not as athletic. So he he just distributes the ball out, which is perfect for San Francisco. But what if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl? So, yeah, you, I mean, you guys think about that and uh, let us know what you think. Do you want to give a social shout-out so they can tweet you anything? Or? Uh, you can tweet me at my handle. It is just straight up Wes um, or at waj3799 it's not a big account so it's probably going to be hidden I'll, amongst all the other accounts i'll so. put it on screen and in the description for the uh, youtube audience and i'll put mine up as well it's just eric doodle dandy most of my stuff is game related i am a streamer on twitch but I like to talk a few sports as well so inaugural episode in the books and we will see you back next week with the results from wildcard weekend and a few more hot takes uh, I doubt we'll play wise or unwise, but we'll come up with some other games and whatnot to play. And with that, I will see you guys then. Or we will see you guys then. Sorry. Peace out. Later. <laughs>